Hey everyone, it's me again. I don't know if you'll be even able to tell from the audio, but I am not recording from home. I'm actually up in the mountains. It's still my job to record all of the patrons, so I guess that's what we're doing now. I think we got maybe one this week? I'm unsure, since we just fitzed around with the uh, patron, made it so that all of the members here Everyone who's part of the show can access it. But yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and read some of these off. So big shout out and thank you to Kat, Stuart Mumford, Hi Cherkowski, Sarah Royer, Zax724, Kenneth Shaughnessy, The Sosuke, Stephen Jennings, Pacific S. Obadiah, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Morgan Coburn, Tommy Fitzpatrick, The Bat Sammy, Cinder Soul, Hashtag Team Slurpee, Dwayne McGessy, Hope Von Gunten, Nick, S. Lee, Demon Cat Tally, Christopher Walker, Gideon Ebling, and everyone else who tends to listen to the show. It's really incredible the amount of support that we've gotten lately, and we just hope to see even more of it. Um, I know that this episode that this is going to be attached to is a really good one, and I hope you all really just fucking enjoy it. But uh, until then, uh, enjoy the show. The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously on Meddling with Monsters... You and your friend at where you headed? You headed to get your friend out of the mountain? We're heading back to you know figure things out. Oh, could you could you perhaps chance use something that might help get your friend out of a mountain? I already owe enough to you at this moment. Uh, mines, 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 mines. You were asking about mines. Um, yes. You should talk to my friend. Uh, I mean, I think I'll be okay with talking about it. You should talk to my friend Gus. He actually used to uh, work there. He knows a lot about that stuff. Um, he talks to me about it sometimes. Uh, you know, that would be really helpful. What you see actually coming around the corner is another another source of light. And you realize it's a headlamp. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I didn't think they could get any worse. All right. All right, Joe, you got this. And you realize <laughs> standing there, falling back, <laughs> is your delightful new friend, Joe. <laughs> In his manuscript on estranged labor, Karl Marx wrote that, under capitalism, the worker sinks to the level of a commodity and becomes indeed the most wretched of commodities. While this statement was meant to articulate a specific fact about the relationship between property owners and propertyless workers, it is true in a very literal immediate sense for you right now, Dane. (laughs) 
Your body has not only been turned to coal, it has been broken into pieces. Your once proud form reduced more and more into merely a pile of rocks good solely for feeding the fire. Thankfully, you at least have a friend with you in the dark. Well, perhaps less a friend and more someone who maced you earlier while fleeing in terror, but perhaps it's best not to be picky at a time like this. The bright light from Joe's headlamp bounces off the cave walls and illuminates his shocked expression as he falls back, trying to scramble to his feet. What do you do? Dane, recognizing that it is Joe from earlier, will drop the hostility a little bit but grumble to themselves and just be like, of all the people, Joe. He is trying to just turn and run the other direction. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) It is me, the thing from earlier. (laughs) The, 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 The guy in the woods. That'll get him back. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I want to bear just just for context. Not that I think Dane would be aware. Even even if he saw you not in coal monster form, I think this would still probably be his reaction. Yep. I think. Oh boy. He pauses for a sec and he turns and points his flashlight. Wait, wait. Uh. Wait, is that? Are you? What? I'm. Did you do this? Are you? Did you try to chase me in here? Gestures. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kick your head off if that's true. Because I've been real. It's been a bad day. I did not chase you into this mountain. I mean, technically, that is how it unfolded. Because you were chasing me, and then I ended up in the mountain. Well, it seems that we are t- the two birds of a feather. <laughs> what are you trying to get Joe to do here? Not run away. Okay, roll manipulate someone then, because I think Joe has every incentive to run away here. Uh, well, that is a... (laughs) Fuck. And I have a minus one to it, right? Yes. (laughs) Experience! (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me to slow! Literally, I was like, wait, I have an eight. Ooh, I have a minus one to manipulate somebody. Ooh, I also have a minus one from the whole fucking thing that's going on. Oh, damn it. Fucking six. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do, just because I think it's very sad and hilarious. He is like, no, I'm not falling for that trick again. And he like... He grabs a rock and he just sort of chucks it at you and then runs down the cave in. And the rock, you're kind of just a little disoriented. You're not really able to dodge it and it bumps your left arm and you take just one harm, but your kind of left fore arm sort of just breaks off. It's a particularly weak point. So now you're missing like a chunk of your arm. Dane looking at the rock. I... Want to die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then you hear Joe, Joe runs off. You just hear him disappear further down into the mountain and you do not, you do not see him. Dane will call out to them. You and I will both die if we don't team up now. That's mostly Dane just trying to get him to do shit. And Dane's like, I'll live. I don't care. But this guy, whatever. I can use him. Yeah, no, you're right. 
I wanted to bring the two of you together, but you roll so bad that it doesn't let So I roll so fucking poorly. God help me. It was your first roll of the entire session, too. I know. If it wasn't for the penalties, I would have made it. But, like, honestly. <laughs> so the other thing that I'm going to give you, Dane, is that as you're doing that, you feel like a... There's no harm for this, but you feel like a donk in the back of your head. I assume you pivot around to try to, like, fight whatever's coming for you. Dane, at this moment, yes, will kind of, like, throw their weight to spin around. You know, the sound of coal spinning on stone. What you see is your own legs trying to kick you in the head. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> they, they don't, they, they, they just, they're coming at you. I like, slap, I, I'm slapping my feet. <laughs> like, stop that. No. Enough. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. Do we want to call this kick some ass or manipulate someone? <laughs> That's a really good question. Oh my god. You should answer with whatever you have the higher. Fighting against yourself is more literal than I'd anticipated. Yeah, Dana's self-destructing in multiple different ways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. There's three things I could see this as. You are actively trying to just fight your own legs without any care for what happens to them, which is kick some ass. You are trying to like talk to them, uh, which would be manipulate someone, or you are just trying to subdue them, which would be act under pressure. I'm just trying to subdue my legs. I think that that works. I don't because so I don't want to. I don't want to break my legs. Yeah, no, that's fair, right? Because this is, this puts you. Well, you know, it's so funny. His last session, I was like, "How am I going to hurt Dane?" And I think I figured out a pretty damn effective way to do it. Yeah, Dane brought down by coal. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so that's act under pressure. Let's see yep. what I get. It's a plus one, which would be ten. Minus one wakes at nine. All right, this is what I'm going to give you, is that you subdue them and they stop struggling, but in the fight, you accidentally break off the left foot of the legs. Oh, you have to carry all this around. <laughs> yeah, so currently, I just want to establish, you don't have your legs, and even the legs that you do have, the left foot has been kind of broken off, and your sort of left hand, part of your left arm has been broken off as well. So you currently really only have access fully to your right arm and your head and your, your torso. Ugh, it's a pretty rough scenario. Dane will start collecting body parts and like take them into the uh oh, fuck, he really can't do anything. I mean he still has his strength, so I guess yeah, you're still you're still strong. And you have oh you have the tongues. You have the this tongues. That's true. That's what I was gonna say. Dane will take one of the tongues and the minecart and kind of like reach over and like try and pull the minecart towards him. Take the legs, toss him in the cart, take the foot, toss in the cart, take the hand, toss it in the cart and the other bits. And then maybe other uh, a couple other pieces of coal, just in case. Toss it in there. <laughs> these I could maybe graft these onto myself, potentially. Right, yeah. And then Dane is going to take um uh going to <laughs> was it retract that tongue with his hand and he's going to try and take one of the other mouths one that's like on his torso and he's going to let that tongue come out and he's going to shoot it out towards the mine cart and try and wrap it around it and then pull himself through the tunnel on the one yes, arm no, this is a terrible this idea this is fantastic um yeah so we'll pause with that image okay. um and then i think we're gonna cut to cassandra and ashton or em and tempest i'm gonna say cassandra and ashton Okay, we'll do that. Uh, then. So then we we kind of left off on a lot of things on that. 
That's true. We did. The two of you were driving to meet up with him in Tempest somewhere in town, which I assume you're back in the car driving, right? Mm-hmm. Cassandra, like, how are you feeling? What's your body language like, Cassandra? Cassandra's definitely looking worried over their usual tired expression. I think upon seeing that, actually, Slurpee will kind of crawl out of the back seat and sort of curl up in your lap oh, and look at you. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, Cassandra will definitely just start petting Slurpee with their uh, non-affected hand. Non-affected hand, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're just sort of sitting there worried. Ashton, how are, what are you, are you just driving? Yeah, you're just driving. This is what I'm going to say then, just to throw something interesting, is Ashton, you're driving... And then you actually feel the steering wheel jerk a bit. You realize that a hand is grabbing it, and you realize that it is Cassandra's hand, but it is the one that has turned to call. Cassandra! <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing? Get your hand off the wheel! I have no control over it. It's it's doing this on its own. I don't care. Get it off! Dang! <laughs> um... Cassandra, so this is what I'm going to say. It's it's just the hand, right? So it's not the whole arm. So it's almost like the hand can, like, because it's kind of heavy, can throw its inertia around it, try to jerk your arm around, but it doesn't have direct control over your arm. So you can try and, like, between your arm and maybe grabbing it with the other, you can try and pull it back. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Yeah, uh, Cassandra's, like, even trying to pry the, uh, pry the way from the steering wheel with her, uh, her other hand. Okay. Um, roll me and act under pressure. Plus cool. Oh boy, I have nothing to cool. Okay. Oh, that's an eight. Then I'm going to give you something similar to what I just gave to Dame. The hand is gripping hard into the steering wheel and you're like pulling and the steering wheel, probably anyone, Slurpee's like <laughs> somewhere in the back <laughs> as the car soars back and forth. But you manage to grab onto your hand and pull it off and it sort of stops struggling. Like maybe even, um, I don't know, are you just trying to pull it off? Are you going to like hit it or anything or just, just trying to rip it off literally? Like, you know, you're like trying to prize, pry, trying to like pry the fingers open. Okay, yes, and you do that, and it stops, but you realize that you did too good of a job, and pick a finger. Yeah. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Welcome to the club, shoddy. <laughs> index finger. All right, your, index, your left index finger breaks off. It's index finger, yeah. Oh, that's a good oh. one. Shit. Um, but the hand stops struggling. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Right. Ah, right. oh, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, you guys maintain control of the car again. I assume y'all are just headed to the, um, you know, somewhere in town, but is there any conversation that happens or any planning or anything while you guys are driving? I don't think they're driving in silence. I mean, obviously there's music playing, but like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is good. This is good. What effect is the music having on you, Cassandra? Because Ashton is just, I assume, just playing heavy metal. It's it's very overwhelming. (laughs) Because, you know, everything going on, and then now, oh shit, the hand just tried to kill us. <laughs> my hand just tried to kill us, and now my finger's broken off. All right. Would you ask Ashton <laughs> to stop the music, or are you just going to kind of sit there and just sort of stewing? Sandra's not going to ask. Sandra's just going to lower the music down. <laughs> oh, man. That's dangerous. And looks to Ashton, it's like, I need to figure something out. All right, uh... What do you have in mind? First of all, we're going to have to f- get Dane. Right. Figure out why the both of us... Oh, Dane's entirely cool. 
why my hand turned into coal. And while Cassandra is doing this, they're like, t- they're taking bandages out from their bag and trying to keep the finger in place <laughs> with okay. it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then looking and then pulling out a pair of gloves from the bag mm. to put on their hands. Smart. Mm, very sensible. Right. So you two. Oh, Dane is already coal. You're turning into coal. Uh, and heck, the rest of us might be done before Christmas, so maybe we'll be in some stocking stuffers. <laughs> Love Ashton. Fucking hell. Fucking broke Celeste. <laughs> oh. A plus, Chris. Love it. Oh my god! Yeah, Cassandra just gives just just gives Ashton a look. Is that your way of coping with the situation? A little. Yeah. <laughs> Seems oh my like goodness. it. Savage. <laughs> therapy. What's therapy? Anywho, so we need to uh, we need to get into the mountain, which we have a way in. We need to. Are we going to go see that? Uh, person that uh, Greeny and uh, Tempest were talking about. Seems like a lead. Alright, so that's on the menu. Uh, and let Dane fend for himself for a while, you should be fine. Uh, then once we got everything we need, we can head on in and do a Operation uh, Saving Private Dane. Dane actually seems more like a captain. Saving Captain Dane. <laughs> now, this is obviously elicited a laugh from Celeste. Does it elicit anything from Cassandra other than just... No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Oh, Stone Cold. Nothing. <laughs> Ashton turns the music back up. Because at that, Cassandra just pulls a pair of earbuds, a pair of earbuds from their purse, <laughs> from their bag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we cut uh, away from the image of you both just listening to your own music separately, essentially in the same car. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to M and Tempest. The two of you are driving in the car, and this is just right after Ashton called M Greeny again somehow, and then M just kind of like it was the end of the conversation, but M didn't even respond, just hung up. And while you're driving, after you see him do this, and just sort of like drops the phone in the cup holder spot between, just goes, asshole, <laughs> while they're driving. Are you going to call him on it? Um, M looks like she is making a calculation in her head, <laughs> a cost-benefit analysis. Maybe eventually. I don't know. Let's just get this done. He's not worth it. Yeah. My feelings... Tempest is rummaging through their bag and they do appear to be getting their weapons out, yeah. They um, they have a gun which they tuck into their jacket and they have a knife which, as I have previously described, looks like it's been carved up that they just yes. stick in their pocket, kind of. like. I, I think M... Uh, sees you pull out the knife and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. What? Wait, what, what, was, what was that? It, it's a knife. Oh, well, damn, we have come full circle on that, haven't we? Um, no, fair. I deserve that, I suppose. Um, 
No, can I can I see it? Can you uh, pull that again? Okay, and they they hold it up. Um. Okay. Uh, can I can I hold it? Yeah, sure. All right. But- she takes it and kind of like as she's driving, just sort of glances at it a little bit, and then uh, hands it back. Mm-hmm. To you. I thought I thought you weren't I thought you weren't into magic stuff before I- this. I'm not. Why do you have a magic knife? I don't. What? Yeah. Come on. You never seen like it's magic runes on it. You got a magic yeah. knife. It's a decent magic knife. Like it, you know, I don't know if it's anything super special. You're telling me it's appraise. actually magic. Yeah, it's a magic knife. Oh. Oh, I should apologize to Liam. Who's Liam? So I may have had a boyfriend who was a witch. And it was a present, and I didn't really, you know, it was his business, what he does with his religion. I didn't want to say anything. And it was a good knife, so I kept it. Did he tell you it was a magic knife? Something about keeping me safe, whatever. He's a little clingy. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you might want to see what's... If he's a little clingy, you might want to... I had, like, you always have to be careful when getting magic gifts from exes. I, I know I'm kind of one to talk on that at the moment. Honestly, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just saying you might want to actually see what the. Like I said, I, it's. Uh, I'd have to take a longer look at it, or can, maybe I, you can have one of the others. But I didn't think it was actually magic. I just. Well, I didn't believe in magic. No, nope, you got a magic knife. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, I feel fucking stupid. I mean, that's character development then, on some level, I suppose. I don't know how to feel about that. That's all right. You're learning. Um, yeah, just know, like, if it's if there was a clingy ex and they gave you a magic knife, who fucking knows, like, what this? Like, maybe maybe they've been spying on you this whole. Maybe you have like a magic witch knife stalker. Oh no, this this was a few years ago. We 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 fell out of touch. Well, maybe from your end, maybe he's still been stalking you with the knife, dude. But, but, but what should I do with it then? I don't know. I mean, has it ever tried to stab anyone else you've been dating? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's, a, I guess, a positive sign. Um, I don't know. You should probably get looked at, though. Uh, okay. Either uh, that or you can throw it away. I mean, you know, but magic knife, you know, maybe you can use it for magic stuff. That's usually what magic knives are for. Yeah, I I would guess so. Anyways, um, all right. So you got a magic knife. Uh, that's cool. You know, stab, stab. Maybe it'll um, be have fun. helpful with this fucking situation. I I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe you need to stab a mountain. Um, <sighs> can't hurt to try. Maybe maybe it's the magic. Maybe it is the magic knife of mountain stabbing. To be fair, I'm pretty that is, sure that that's how we killed the last one with stabbing it. You know what? Point taken. But uh, so then, feel free to wander into the mountain and start stabbing it. It's about as good a plan as anything as we've got going on right Honestly, now. Honestly, look. I don't like that we have fucking nothing. I don't like that we have fucking nothing either. Doesn't change the fact that we got fuck. I mean, we got we have the map. And we and have that seems to be Gus telling us Stevens, <coughs> but I don't know, that might be Gus a hard Stevens, sell. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um. I told you we might not save everybody this time, and this is why, because shit goes sideways. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Good is this... times. 
this amount of shit going sideways, is this typical? Is this why everyone in this business appears to be like, no three people who are dead? Oh, yeah, no, this is, I told you earlier today, this was pretty typical. It was high fatality, right? So fucked up. I mean, we're literally in a coal mining town. You know how many people fucking die and get, like, in coal mining accidents and shit? Get, like, diseased? I, I guess. I don't know anything about coal mining. I don't, I mean, so you, so you don't know anyone who has died. Uh, yeah, we established this. No killer clams that you have encountered. No killer clams. The people I know who have died have died either natural deaths or accidents. No one gets eaten by things. Yeah, well, I, you know, it happens. And also, like, you know, like I said, like, people... I don't know. I mean, that that bit I did earlier about, you know, selling six months off my life to an imp for a tank of gas, that wasn't a bit. Like, I had to do that once when I was starting out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live six months shorter than whatever I was going to live because I couldn't fucking afford gas. And, like, you know, that sucks. But, like, you get that, like, how many other fucking people live shorter just because, like, mm. they have to work too hard or whatever? And yeah, that's fucking different. Yeah. Just supernatural. Capitalism is a hellscape? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little on the nose, maybe. I wouldn't run with that idea too far, but... Um. <laughs> 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 and she says this around the time that you all are kind of pulling sort of into town. And Ashton and Cassandra, unless something happens, I think you all arrive in town as well. And I think y'all, if y'all are okay with this, I think you guys meet at uh, just a cafe of sorts or like a little eatery in town. Um, does someone want to help give me a name? Fill in the blank here. Zelda's. Zelda's? Yeah. Zelda's Cafe? We good with that? I guess. Um, it's cute. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess from Chris. I had a really good one. What is your really good one? What's your really good one? I want to hear it. Danny's. We do not regret to inform that Chris is no longer part of uh, meddling with monsters. I'm afraid we will have to, to recast. Creative differences. Yeah. <laughs> creative. No, and, actually, and actually, um, you do unfortunately pass by, uh, Ashton, you pass by uh, Danny's on the way that's been uh, closed down and, and bought. Is it um, like boarded up and like... Yeah, you actually see it's been purchased by the fucking Green Corporation or whatever. You see <laughs> like of course they would. Damn, they, just gonna they would just to spite your ass. They know. They already know they where know my Ashton's things favorite are. Breakfast place. So of course they know. Yeah, they know where my things Honestly, are. Honestly, that it would be like given the petty rivalry you've started with Trisha for her to just start buying up all the Dannys wherever y'all traveled oh, just would to be, like get to you. That would be oh. so on brand. Oh my I can't God. wait to have just like this like constant like just like bitch rivalry with her where it's like yes. going back and forth for the entire show until like yes. I kick her off a mountain into a volcano or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did Trisha Hayward um, effectively use girl power when buying every Danny's on the eastern seaboard? Fuck yeah. I, she may have girl power but I... Ashton. Ashton. Volcano power. Ashton. <laughs> um, you know, Ashton yeah, really hates so... to see a girl boss winning. 
Oh boy. All right. So today's metaphor will be about identity politics and its shortcomings in achieving class solidarity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To clarify, Ashton believes in equal opportunities. No matter matter gender, race, or ethnicity. (laughs) Equal opportunity monster hunting. Um, anyways, you all show up oh, at Zelda's God. cafe, and uh, yeah, every the four of you are are there. I think we're just gonna, for simplicity's sake, so that you all arrive around the same time. And yep, hey dudes. So is Dane still alive, or is he? Is that still good? You could probably throw uh, us out better. He's yeah, still. Probably. I'm tired. He's still there. All right. Yeah. Not entirely in one piece. Oh, f- Elaborate. Oh, yeah. He's cold, so it's not like he's going to die from blood loss unless he bleeds oil. I don't think... Maybe? I don't think that's... I'm pretty sure that's not how that works, although I guess... I've never been turned into cold before. I'm kind of, I kind of want to try it. She sort of shrugs it out. Like, yeah. Let's... Not be too glib. My finger broke off and there was no oil coming out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Your finger broke off? What? My hand is cold now. Oh, oh, fuck. That sucks. God, this has been a bad day. I can't. (laughs) So, um, are are we going to stand in the parking lot? Do we plan on eating? I just want to know. I'm going to get some food because I'm fucking hungry and we can't do this shit on an empty stomach. And she goes inside. I'm getting some fucking coffee. Okay. Tempest, do you go to get anything? Uh, yeah, I think Tempest will order a coffee and a bagel. Okay, uh, Tempest, uh, when you when you go up there, I think, you know, Cassandra and M get their coffee, and I think M gets like a sandwich or something, and then uh, you go up there. Is it going to be? And so, hi there, welcome to Zelda's Cafe. Can we interest you in one of our new, uh, we've got a new be- item today. <laughs> and can I interest you in one of our Danish devices? You know what? Yes. How long have you had that prepped? Uh, several months at this point. God. You know what? That it's, sounds it, great. It's Thank there, you. right next to muffin mechanisms. <laughs> oh shit! That's going. a good one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. No, I'm going to save that one for later, but I, I love that, Chris. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will save it for the moment when it can cause the most maximum pain to Tempest. Yeah, yeah, they will get... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Sure. They're getting one. Yeah, you get the, fuck you. You get the Danish device, which is, again, no. powerful. Indescri- <laughs> indescribable, but powerful. What the um, fuck is going Void on? of reality oh in the goodness. shape of a Danish... <laughs> Um, this Atlantis wasn't enough. Ashton, did you get anything? Uh, he would walk up and ask for a bowl of macaroni and cheese. Um, oh, that's all in the kids' meal. I can get you that if you want it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be, uh, be great. Can I actually get two, then? Yeah, no worries. All right, we want the, the double kitty special, please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> God. We cut to the four of you. Just for simplicity's sake, you guys managed to find a table kind of far off to where if you guys talk... 
at a decent volume, you won't be like run the risk too much of being overheard or anything. Oh, so oh, sure. oh. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, Ashton would ask for the second macaroni and cheese to be boxed. Is it for slurpee? It no. <laughs> 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 yeah, also, I guess slurpee just somehow hides in the car in a way. Like, what is the plan for when you go into a public area? Does she have a crate? We've talked about this a little bit. Uh, she, uh, like, I, I know that we mentioned it last time. She gets down, like, she gets down, like, into the area between seats. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, it's, like, a lot of people won't, like, walk by and look down. If they did, they'd just yeah. see, like, a gray mass. Because, like, her, she's yeah. bioluminescent somewhat in, like, certain spots. But, like, during the day, it's not very apparent. I guess if you're cool with this, we could modify this slightly. Maybe she hides under a blanket. That seems like the most effective way to deal with that, but maybe not. Sure. You can tell I mean, me. Okay. Sure. Because, I mean, someone, it, the, the odd, to me, it seems very strange that no one would ever, like, look in your car and see, oh, my God, there's, like, this gray mass there. None of my yeah. business. People don't care. It's like, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a oddly shaped leather backpack. Yeah. That's what it okay. is. Slurpee is hiding in the back, and that will uh, that will just be that. Until I'm just going to say that me. Tempest yeah. got the bagel for Slurpee. Oh, did you toss the bagel in there? Oh yeah, sure. Clyde, stop it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that Clyde has been listing different fucking croissant contraptions Wait. in the chat. Wait. So, new sticker idea after clam science: a uh, Slurpee under a blanket. Yes. Mm. Slurpee gobbles up the bagel very quickly and then looks to you expectantly for a second bagel. Oh, Dude, that's all I have. I'm sorry. Maybe later, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I do want to like cut back to Dane eventually, but I guess I'll have the four of you sitting around the table for a bit just now that we've got everyone together. Um, I'll join you all eventually. Yes, I think Tempest will, after... Having just everyone has consumed the correct amount of coffee, to be like, so, what do we think? Um. All right. So, uh, oh yeah, y'all might want to see this. And she kind of tries to subtly get out the map, and she shows it to you know again, kind of trying to make sure that it's not hyper conspicuous. Shows it to the two of you. And you guys see what M and Tempest saw, which is that there is in the the nearby mountain, the one that was kind of on top of Lookout Peak, that mountain system, it shows the heart kind of in near the center of that and all of these what look like veins or arteries or tentacles or something coming or tunnels, you know, all of those things sort of together coming off of it. And they're kind of um, that you can see them sort of shifting around occasionally and, and moving about as the layout changes. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So we got the map. We got a lead. Yeah. We've actually done pretty good. You know, pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. You did so good. What? The question is, do we investigate that lead? I think we probably should, but I defer to y'all's judgment because you know what you're doing. Oh, this mac and cheese is delicious. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. Pay attention. 
Damn. Ooh, I like spicy. God damn. <laughs> spicy. Uh, a man's life is a risk here. Okay, they're gonna be a little bit snappy. No, I love this about this. I like that they are not not as used to this in a way, which is good. I mean, I'm sure Dane will be fine. I mean, it's not like time imperative. Well, I mean, it's time imperative, but it's not like time imperative. Dane's a strong guy. Cassandra sets down the coffee that they were drinking and just looks to Ashton. They are currently being broken to pieces as we speak. Right now, Dane is half, but at this point, we don't know how much more he's already lost. We need to find a way to turn both him and I back to our usual states. And if we're missing pieces out of him, then it might just not end up working. Hmm. Or... <clears throat> oh, so good. And hear me out. Um... See, the thing in the mountain, say, uh, is setting up an enchantment of sorts, uh, something that, you know, over time turns its prey into, uh, coal. Or maybe even other minerals, who knows? Uh, the deal is, is that maybe it's turning them into coal so that it can have friends? You know, it's a ghost, uh, from what we can tell uh, so far, but, uh, I don't think a ghost turns things into coal. I've never seen a ghost turn things into coal. I've we need more seen a ghost throw coal. Um, most likely, though, if we kill the thing in the mountain, or is it the mountain? If we kill the I mountain, mean, yeah. And uh, best possible option is that uh, you know, you guys uh, go back to your normal forms. And, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, but if they go back to their normal forms, are, are they, they might start leaking stuff that ain't motor oil if they're split in half. Yeah, we need True. to know how to combat these things, and we need to know how to turn them back, and we need to figure that out as quickly as possible. But I mm. don't to think figure out. we can just go in. We need to figure out how to locate Dane as well. I think I have, well, I have something... I could help with that, but that's something I need to do on my own. Mind explaining? Uh, all right. Yeah, that's not ominous or weird at all. <sighs> um, all of this is ominous and weird. Fair. Um, okay. Uh, so you're going to do your super secretive ritual and get your get Daned or whatever pieces we can acquire of him back. Um. And then I guess we're going to follow up on the Gus lead or whatever. And what are you going to do? And she points to Mac and Cheese Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you eating anything? Are you just miming all of this? This is impressive. I'm miming this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good skill to have. Ah. Is it? You know, since uh, Dane is in pieces... Uh, and, you know, we got Dane Rescue Crew over here, Justice to Cassandra. Uh, figured, uh, I could take, we split up into teams of two. Uh, I think it'd be best if we did, uh, let's see, Tempest with Cassandra and, uh, you with me. Points to M. Um, 
we have two groups. We have Dane Recovery Group and we have Mountain Killer Group. Okay, but um, we're the ones with the cars. So, and you know, me and Tempest have already got the Gus lead, so maybe we should just do that. Well, right. I mean, we're going to do that. Okay. Sorry, what is the... So wait, so we're, when you say when we go into the mountain, we're going to have the two teams? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, well, we're all going to get the information together. Besides okay. Cassandra. Cassandra needs to do a Dane locating thing. Okay. Uh, so if I understand this, the plan currently is... Mm-hmm. But you're articulating, Ashton, is for the three of you to go get the information while Cassandra does their thing. Correct. Okay. Um, well, how does everyone feel about that plan? Yeah, that sounds good. There. Oh, there's one thing um, Tempest wants to bring up before we break, though. Okay. Be like, um, um, I really hate to bring this up, but you're uh, your buddy. Think you might have a way of putting them back together again? If it comes to that. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff, so... Buddy? Uh, long story. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know, he might, she kind of was just like, I don't know, he might, but like, we could, we could, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. You don't happen to have any, you know, cave exploring gear with you, do you? At, Mm. At your place? Well... Oh, that was good. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I have all the gear that I need. I actually uh, remember earlier I went to my uh, area, my, what are they called? What's the name of them? Oh, right, storage container area thing. I went to one of those and uh, got what I could. It's not really the ideal all-in-one everything-you-will-need package, but it is... Uh, you know, it's something. Um, got caving equipment, kinda. All right. Well then, how's this? Dropping me back off at your place. Not only will I get the ritual done, but also the supplies ready. Oh, I already got them in my trunk. Oh, you have them in your trunk, right? Yeah. Just put them in the bag. Okay. You can use right. my house for your um, thing. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. Yeah, no, I'll I'll stay at the house. All right, I'm gonna go ahead then and cut back to Dane. Dane, you are trying to. I assume you are trying to pull yourself along on the minecart, not in the direction of the fire yes, or whatever. Is we, in whatever the direction that Joe went off to, Dane is looking for Joe, and he's like, I, okay. I, I need someone to talk to to bounce ideas off of right now. This is adorable. Okay, to expedite this, I will say that the mine tracks do split off in a way that lets you follow that tunnel. Okay. And I guess you're trying to find Joe, right? Yeah. Which this does mean you need to do another navigating the mine roll <sighs> because this is a dangerous location to navigate. Yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> I think I got to, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I'm ready so for it. When you attempt to navigate for the mines, state where you're trying to go and roll plus sharp. You're trying to find Joe. Trying to find Joe. Please, dice gods, I am begging you. I don't ask for much. Just don't make me fail. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Why? No. Tell us. Why? 
This is by far the lowest I've ever rolled in this fucking game. It's a fucking three. God damn it. Okay, do you want it? You can spend a point of luck. How many of those have you spent so far again? Uh, two. Okay. So actually, it's not as bad as it could be because we're like, almost. Yeah. The end of this arc will represent slightly under the halfway point. Yeah. And so if you spent three so far, you're slightly under the halfway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dana's gonna just. Dana's just gonna make sure he's just gonna get. Uh, yeah, he's gonna use his luck point the whole time that he's gonna be searching and stuff and navigating the thing. He's gonna be like, oh, "Fucking, why do I need Joe? This is horseshit. So I don't need so anybody." You're leaning into your monstrous yeah. pride side, then I assume. Yeah, I'm just like. I'm a strong, independent monster who don't need no man. Girl boss. Girl boss. <laughs> Just through sheer anger, you manage to like power through faster through the mines. I think there's even a couple times where it seems like the tunnels are going to shift in a way. And there's one where like a turn that you think you need to go down is about to close off or the tunnel's going to change and you just are just through sheer anger and pride to just power yourself through it with your crazy yeah. sort of grappling hook technique um so on a on a 10 plus choose two from the following list you get to your destination quickly you can retrace your steps when going the other way one is your entire group gets there no one is separated which actually doesn't matter right now no 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 it does does it uh because you are not one person right now this is true (laughs) you get the drop on any resistance you might find you and one other hunter of your choice each take plus one forward to your next rolls i would actually give you plus two forward or maybe plus forward to two next roll since you are by yourself. Yeah. Of those, of those four options, would you want to pick two of? Um, I guess, I guess if it, since it is not just me, cause I don't want Joe to get lost either. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that the whole group don't get lost. Dane doesn't care about time. So, and then uh, of the others, you get the drop on any resistance you might find, or you can retrace your steps going the other way. What do you care about? Uh, get the drop on any resistance. I think that's smart because retracing that you don't really care about where you were going yeah, anyways. So. Dane, yeah, Dane's just like I need to find Joe, and I not to get. I need. I need to not get broken on my way there. Uh, then I'm actually going to get. This is going to set up perfectly. You you actually hear sounds of a struggle. You can hear. Joe kind of cry out and that's one of the ways you navigate there Okay, and you see Joe fighting trying to shrug off a couple of these coal miners and you are barreling the cart at speed towards them alright cool Dane is gonna like barrel down with the mine cart and then at the last second use uh, like open up whatever mouths he has to like wrap around the cart and he's going to like throw himself in front and then kind of like jump rope uh, the the minecart and slam it down on top Jesus of them. Fuck yes. Okay. Um, this is definitely a kick some ass roll. That's what I'm talking about, baby. It's a it's a ten ten. It's a ten. Even ten? with the, okay. even with the minus. Beautiful, my friend. I'm happy for you. All right. On a plus ten, you choose one extra effect. You gain the advantage. Now, bear in mind, you're not attacking with your you're attacking with slamming the minecart down, right? That's fine. Yeah. I just um. So. How I'm trying to think, I feel like that would do probably. If you slam an entire minecart down on someone, is pretty devastating. So I would say there'd probably be about three harm. Yeah. So you're just not going to recover anything from it. That's fine. I don't care about recovering. I just want to make sure that I hit them before they hit me. So I guess in this case, I want to suffer less harm, which is rare for me. Yeah, it's very rare for you. <laughs> so you bring 
have a minecart down, and I think one of them you just smash completely, and the other you sort of catch at an off angle, and it splits in half as well. But it's not gone, and actually, I think you sort of fall out of the, obviously fall out of the cart in this case. Mm -hmm. And as you're struggling on the ground, I think that uh, this other coal miner that's left half of it, its legs start to try to kick at you, and it sort of crawls over and starts trying to smash at your form. And it's gonna, um, it's only punching you, so it's just gonna do uh, like one harm, which I imagine you shrug off. Yeah, thankfully. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it does hurt yeah. <laughs> more. Dane will get annoyed. Is Joe gonna do anything? Because if not, Dane, Dane has something for this. Joe, I guess, sort of trying to like seize on the opportunity, does try to tackle the legs. Okay. So it's just you and this top half of the miner now. That's fine. Dane is going to, because he can't punch and do the things that he would normally do, so Dane is going to use his tongues. He's going to take two tongues like from each shoulder, kind of like whip it out and wrap around them, like one around the neck and one around the the like the upper part of the yeah. torso, and he's going to yeah. rip in half. To expedite this, I'm going to let your previous roll sort of ride a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to say, I think that he gets a few more punches on you and does another one harm, which I imagine you shrug off, but yeah. still, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you maybe a, a minus one forward to the next, just to the next sure. roll, not an ongoing thing. Um, just because he beat, he just he wails on you in the face, it's and it's just breaking off yeah. pieces of my face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Damn. Like, but you do rip him in half eventually, and it just snaps, and then he stops moving, and the legs stop moving too. Yeah, Dane not taking a moment to break, just kind of like reaches out with one of the tongues and kind of brings the minecart back and starts collecting pieces. At this point, Dane is going to mimic what they do and just start collecting pieces of like their bodies of the coal and putting them in the minecart. Yes! Let's see how you like it. Will you just... All right, will you ever leave me alone or kill me or whatever horrible thing it is you got planned? You know, if you really want me to, if you really want to get on my bad side, I will kill you. I mean, I figured you were, that's what I've been figuring you've been trying to do at some point anyways. Would you shut up and just listen to me? <sighs> All right, what do you want to say? Obviously, there are not a lot of friends down here for either you or I. So, for the sake of putting my pride aside, I need your help. You might have to roll at some point to put your pride aside, but I'll let you have this one, I think. All right. Um, so why don't you start by explaining a little bit more about what the fuck's going on? I have no idea what's going on. Except that I am... All right, well, that was incredibly useful. All I know is that I'm made of coal and I'm falling apart and I'm getting really pissed off. All I know is I'm stuck in a mountain and I got chased by a dude with big mouths and I'm pissed off too. Yeah, but you're still human. I don't know if that's an advantage in this circumstance. If I punch you, you won't break into a million pieces. So, uh, why why are you in here then? What happened to you? I was traveling with a friend, incidentally looking for you. Why'd you do that? Dane kind of like cracking his jaw and just like, 
happened because uh, I felt responsible. Well, thanks, I guess, I think. I'm not sure. Did you grab my legs? Which ones are yours again? It's hard to tell now. The ones that are mostly intact. And not as small as the others. Oh, okay, these. Um, mostly intact, yeah, it seems like a piece is missing from the end. Yeah, there is a foot. Grab it. I, I wish you could see what I'm seeing because it actually, like, I understand it's a foot, but at this point it just, it's just there's a lot of rocks and I figured the foot probably just looks like another big rock. Fucking... Dane will tip the minecart over and start sorting through looking for a foot. I think eventually you find yeah. a, a, you know what your foot looks like, so you find a Dane foot-sized lump. Take my legs, I want to try something. Alright. Attach it to my lower half or put it there. Um, he sort of, I guess you're lying down at this point, and he just sort of tries to stick the legs roundabouts near your, your place. Okay. Your torso. Dane will try because there is a, a lack of... He doesn't know if he can even try this, but he's going to try. Dane is going to open up a, um, a couple of mouths on his chest, a pair of them, and lash out with yes. some tongues, wrap them around the legs, almost like a climbing harness, and like conjoin them to his torso. Yeah, that's dope as shit. I mean, this is definitely used magic. I, I'm going to count this as heal one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. Kind of, Broadly yeah. speaking. Mm -hmm. Kind of. At least just to get them connected. Doesn't even yeah, care. Yeah. yeah. Remember what I said? That that three was the lowest I've ever rolled before. <laughs> no. <laughs> you topped yourself. I rolled one lower than that. I rolled a two. I... I'm suffering for the art. Please help me. <laughs> okay, what so then, assuming you, you don't. Piss off. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, so it's minus two. It's actually, okay, I guess it's actually uh, technically a, a five then, because it's minus two, but I have plus three weird, so it would be a five. I forgot to add my weird, but it, it would have yeah, been a two. Another experience point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah, so then this is what happens, bud. Unless you spend another luck point, which I assume you don't, because now you are starting to burn out of this. Yeah, Dane is just... I mean, Dane, there was a good chance that it wasn't going to work anyway, and Dane was ready for that, but Dane was like, I'm going to try this. The tongues try to reach out and grab, and like you're holding it closer. Joe is, is trying to kind of hold your legs there, and then the tongues reach out, and he sort of he freaks out for a second. He backs, like, he manages to grab it a bit, though. And then the tongues try to grab on and pull it in, and right at that moment, the tunnel shifts again. Um, and what happens is you two don't get separated or anything. Mm -hmm. The minecart starts to kind of roll away a little bit. And at that moment, like your tongues are reaching out and trying to grab the other tongues and like pull it in really close. And there's a lot of stress. And then when that shift happens, they just oh, no. bend the wrong way for a bit. And your legs just shatter into a bunch of pieces. Shit. I assume that is not how that was intended to go. I am going to reach this entire fucking mountain. And then I'm going to burn this country to the ground. <laughs> uh, before you do that, I should probably go grab that. And Joe runs off down the, the to grab the cart and tries to wheel it back. 
Maybe we can use some of these legs. And he grabs like a smaller pair of looking legs. I don't need other legs. I want mine. Well, yours are broken now into a bunch of pieces. And that's too damn bad for me. <laughs> Let's cut from that <laughs> delightful bit. <laughs> Cassandra, I'm actually going to give you this, which is interesting. As the other three are getting ready to go, some part of your sort of gut, spooky senses we've um, established it, is telling you you should go with them and not do the thing that you're about to do. Okay, okay. You can do whatever you want with that info. You can try to investigate, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just a small prick, just a little feeling in your gut that as they leave starts to like, wants to pull you towards going with them. And actually, if you're okay with this, we can have this be after Ashton has dropped you off at the house and they're about to leave. And now, now that, cause remember y'all were traveling together, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh-huh. as they're starting to pull away, you're like, oh, that feeling just sort of wells up a little bit. Mm. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez. Bye, Cassandra. <laughs> what do you do? Um You know what? Cassandra's going to going not going to listen to it at the moment. Mm. Okay. It sort of just hangs there a little bit and it gets a little worse as they go off, but I think it doesn't get better so much as you just adapt to like, you know, you desensitize a little bit and your threshold gets a little lower and you're able to ignore it. And they're just kind of like muttering to themselves being like, it's for Dane, it's for Dane, this is for Dane. All right. Oh, um, I was going to say Ashton would pull her aside for a little bit and mention a few things. Listen, listen, listen. All right, so... Uh, the Greenleaf people, they might know uh, where I live... Um, just putting that out there. Um, but good news is if, uh, they pull up, uh, you can just, you know, uh, walk into that back room, uh, the, it's the one right next to the study. You can't miss it. Uh, just walk in there. Uh, door should be unlocked. Uh, close it behind you. And, uh... Yeah, you should uh, just uh, wait for a bit and think really hard about us. That should get you out of there really quick. This is just in case, by the way. Just in case anything bad happens. Okay. Yeah. Don't want you to, you know, get captured or, you know, interrogated or brainwashed or whatever. That'll be bad. Right. I'll... Keep that in mind. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, <clears throat> off we go then. Uh, have very, fun with uh, your weird radar thing. Very important question. Whose car do we take and who's in what seat? <laughs> do y'all take, I guess, because everything you know, Ashton, is your car is incredibly conspicuous. Very conspicuous. And it's like, we can just take my car if you want to hop in the back. It's fine. Whatever. He'll, he'll, like, look to uh, his car and look over to M's. Uh, I guess. All right. Uh, also, uh, I guess we can leave Slurpee here with uh, Cassandra. Yeah, probably a good idea. Tempest digs a granola bar out of their bag for Slurpee because they did promise. Oh. Uh, Slurpee eats it wrapper and everything. If you've oh. just got a wrapper on it. Oh, yes. oh I, I, I would have remembered that for you, but okay. Not too often, all right? Not, don't want you to get spoiled. 
Uh, yeah, so I think the the three of you drive away, and I actually do want to do this with Cassandra. So Cassandra, you are alone with Slurpee in the house. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, uh, Cassandra just uh, steps outside. It's like, just looks at Slurpee and it's like, uh, uh, be a good girl and stay on the couch. All right, I'll get you. I'll come back with the treat. <laughs> um, we'll step outside, uh, start digging around their bag uh, and pull out their phone, call somebody yep. and from their mouth says, uh, Hey Jimmy, I want hey. I want some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't expect to hear back from you this soon. It's so good to hear your voice again. How you doing, Cass? What can I do for you? Right, let's cut this short. I'm gonna need something from you. Oh great! No, I was hoping you you didn't seem to want to make a deal earlier. Does that change? We got we got uh, what's up? What you need? What you need from your pal Jimmy? Right. I need oh, some. Actually, you know what? Just give me one sec. And oh, you just hear right. some shuffling noises, and then from the bag, the hand pops out. He <laughs> pops out. Oh, sorry, I figured it'd be easier to have this conversation in person. All that, you know, cell signals kind of spotty around here. God, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be there real quick. Crawls out of your wallet. <laughs> oh God, fuck! I'm picturing like some Babadook scene I must have seen on YouTube. He's like, all right, so what can your best friend Jimmy do for you? Like I said, cutting things short. No time for much uh, talking. Oh, we had so little time to catch up last time. But all right, business, business. What can I do right. for you? I'll text you later. Anyways. I know you will, babe. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways. God, don't worry. <laughs> it's like, Cassandra just has this, like, just don't call me that face. <laughs> yes. Jimmy is Jimmy. All right, yeah. so what do you need from Jimmy? Something to locate Dane. See if there's anything to do about the uh, uh, the coal. <laughs> All right, so do you want to locate him or do you want to get him? Those are two slightly different things. Right. Locate him. Find a way to him. Oh, all right. Okay. You want to you want to have a you want to have a Dane location device. Um all right. I'll uh, I'll He uh, finds a nearby tree, ties the rope to it, and just climbs down into the bag. And now Cassandra, this is our first chance to get to use this mechanic which I yeah. am eager for. This is the real reason Cassandra had to be alone was so that no one else would witness Jimmy calling her cops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just not primarily. witness Jimmy in general. <laughs> Awesome, thank you. That was it. This man loves attention. Giving him the least amount of attention as possible is uh, preferable. So here's the move. Um, This is like a moth, in parentheses, man, to a flame. (laughs) When you shop at Jimmy's store, state the type of item you are looking for and roll plus charm. Oh, boy. Do we have anyone to charm? I have a plus one to charm. Hopefully that works. Yes. And bear in mind, you cannot use preternatural charm on this because it's not a manipulate someone role. Yep. Jimmy will not be swayed by your preternatural charm. <laughs> Jimmy has met a lot of things in his journeys that won't Just work. Just two regular ones. I was going to say. Uh, let's see. That is a nine. It's on a 10 plus, choose one. And then on a seven to nine, choose two. And now this is a little different because you have to, there's side effects, kind of yeah. like magic a little bit. And so these are your options. And I can paste these in the chat or remind you if you need me to. The item is older and in need of maintenance. Add the unreliable tag. The item has the potential to backfire. Add the volatile tag. 
You will owe Jimmy a favor. The keeper holds one to have Jimmy show up and ask for help, likely at an inopportune time. Uh, cash alone won't do. You must give up something very valuable. Someone else wanted the item. They will be displeased to find out it's been sold. The item is hexed. Every time you use it, you take minus one forward to your next roll. Okay. You have to choose two of those. Um, let's see. So I'll paste the whole yeah. move and the custom move part of the chat. Just yes. And then also I will add this last part here. I don't think it applies here, but just so that it's everyone else knows. Regardless of the outcome of the roll, you can elect to decline the deal. However, you will sour your relationship with Jimmy and take minus one ongoing to any rolls you make against him until you make a deal with him. Additionally, there's a strong possibility that the item will be sold to someone else and there's no guarantee that they will be friendly to you. And I have now pasted the move in the chat. Awesome. awesome. Did you guys, you guys made all of that your, yourselves? I made all that myself, actually, yeah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. So the two will be someone else wanted the item and you will do me a favor, but with a twist. <laughs> And that is Cassandra. Cassandra very, very uh, annoyingly saying, uh, "Since this is to get the big guy out, the favor. How about the favor being on him?" Um, as long as the favor gets paid back, that's all good. Um, really? Just if he, if he, you know, he doesn't go along with it, then now, then it's on you. Now, I will say uh, that one that says cash alone is not enough does imply like you are paying Jimmy some amount of money for this. Yeah. Um, no matter, like he's not mm -hmm. just he doesn't trade solely in favors. The dude's got to have. So, I you pay him. Actually, this is intriguing. How do you how do you handle payment here? Do you pay in cash? Jimmy probably prefers cash. Yeah, that, knowing that knowing that they were going to deal with Jimmy, they they have cash on hand. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll get to that in a sec. I think he comes out. He's like, all right, so uh, he came out. Um, <laughs> he's coming out. Yeah, he's coming out for a while. Yeah, he's coming out for a while. I forgot yes, about that. Very. Trans yeah, he's Trans Transmoth man, he does climb out of the bag and he's like, "All right, so this is a uh, this little guy here is um hot hot ticket item, uh, so you know, uh, uh, you know, it's uh you uh, only the best for you. Uh, so I had a lot of folks asking about this one, but um, but I'm gonna you know gonna make a deal here. He pulls it out. It looks like a compass, just an ordinary compass, except actually I will give you this." It is like three dimensional in that it can point up and down as well as left and right and so on. But it's on just like a, almost a little plasticky compass piece. All right, so this is a uh, this is the you know handy dandy uh, magic compass. I think that was a book series. That's the golden compass. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. They ripped it off from this or something. I forget. I never read the books. Um. Anyway, uh, so you take this and you just think about the person you want to find. He actually like flies off just a little bit of ways and then just stares down at the compass. And I see it's pointing to you because I want to find you because we're making a deal. See how perfect this is? And then if I want to um, uh, drop, it, the better connection you have to the person, the sort of better established it is. Uh, but if I, uh, if I, uh, here, you can try it out. Think about Think about your big guy friend and all his muscles and stuff or whatever helps you. <laughs> fair. That's fair. So, yeah, Cassandra's still giving Jimmy a look, <laughs> but we'll test out the item. Uh, you think right. about Dane and the... I actually like the idea, just to make it slightly more magical, I think that it is like a little almost plasticky piece, but there's a metal ball with a bright red point. It's like a black, slightly shiny ball with a very bright red dot sort of painted on it, and it just, it pivots. 
and it points in the general direction of the mountain, which, I, and as much resolution as you have at the moment would tell you that it is pointing towards Dane. <laughs> See, there you go. Eh? Eh? <sighs> yeah, yeah, does seem to work. Excellent. All right, so uh, you got the cash? Yes, of course I have the cash. Now, just out of curiosity, I'll sort of let you decide this. How much How much cash do you end up giving? How much cash does Cassandra have on hand? Yeah, because, well, this is a slightly important part of your character's backstory, just a little bit. Yeah, it is a slightly important part. Um, Fat stack of a few hundreds? Yeah. All right, great. I always know you're good for payment. Um, and I will definitely be asking for that favor. In addition to the, now to be clear, this is not combine the favors. These are separate favors. Yes, Jimmy, I understand. All right, I'm just making sure the ledger is perfectly clear. And again, remember that that's a hot item. So, uh, I don't know, just don't make a big fuss that you got. Someone might want to get it from you. Well, you um, know me. I'm not very flashy. Ah, uh, don't sell yourself short, dear. Come on. You got some flash hidden in there. No? All right. Um, oh, uh, by the way, um... I, uh, yeah, I know you always love these. And he rummages in his bag and he pulls out a CD and just tosses it at you. Cause, yeah, Cassandra will catch it, look it over. Yeah, I, I imagine that Jimmy's stage name has got to be the Jimmy Garbanzo experience because there's no way he wouldn't oh title it God. something like what that. Oh, 100%. Um, oh, yeah, fuck, and it is. Uh, yes. Uh, and he has, uh, I think, probably enchanted the CD to have like sort of a sh- extra shine to it almost because again of course he, would, he probably you know spent an otherwise valuable magical item to do that fucking Jimmy um yeah um uh, but yeah it is it is it is another one of Jimmy's albums which you have a growing collection of at this point I imagine yep Jimmy you may be an annoying bastard but you make some damn good house music oh well and you may be uh you may be you but you have money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was I'm all just, that was said. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I'm just kidding. You know, I love you. All right. You, do you, I guess you don't got any time to talk still. It's a shame. We should catch up a little bit. You got you to get your friend out of the mountain, don't you? Yes. All right. You better get him out because he owes me a favor. Otherwise, you owe me two favors. So let that be an incentive to you. Oh, that's nothing new. All right. Good luck, my friend. Uh, and he grabs his bag, flips it inside out, and is gone. Bye, Jimmy. Hi. Yep. Come again soon. See ya. Um, <laughs> we cut to the other three of you in M's car as you guys are driving. Uh, so, what was that? Uh, what was the address we got again from that girl earlier? It was Bayberry Street? Yeah, Tempest. Yeah, Tempest will give the address. All right. <sighs> Uh, uh, quite important Bay question: Bay's. What what music is I'm listening to, and is it Jimmy's house music? Ooh. Um, I will have to write or play something. I think she's maybe I can you know I could bet I can probably get another. <laughs> or she has um, a Gerald Fender Bender CD. She's got another Gerald Fender Bender CD. I will I will I'll figure that out. I will talk to Tim. We'll write something. Um. And yeah, so she's listening to some of that. And I'm also assuming that Tempest has Shaka. Because fuck Ashton. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was about to say, so Ashton is sitting in the uh, in, in the back. Is back he in right. the middle? Oh, no, he's, he's in the, in the right. right, okay. 
and he's looking out the window like he's leaning up against the window with his like hand on his face and he's like looking out the window and he's like we there M is not going to acknowledge Ashton any more than they have to having some deep thoughts no not particularly Oh, I could say something so mean right now. Yeah, he looks to M actually, and he's like, really, nothing. All right. Nope. We're just going to get the information. We're going to go get Dane. This is all business today, because we're <sighs> business people. So, um, M, I know you don't want to come in. Ashton, what do you feel like? Ah, uh, yeah, um... I might just sit in the car. I'm not really uh, too much of a people person. Not surprised. Yeah, I'll do the talking then. Uh-huh, not surprised. Yeah. All right. She pulls up to the Portera Interfaith Community Center, which, as you see it, uh, if you know enough about architecture, it actually does look vaguely like it probably used to be a church, but has been converted into this now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. All right. Um, they look at the two of them like they're considering saying something along the lines of play nice and then go, you kids have fun and gets out of the car. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll track with Tempest then for a bit. Tempest, you head inside. There's like a reception desk. And I think actually behind it, you do see oh, just the simplest. You see Zara still reading her book on possums. Uh, she's very, she's currently absorbed in it. Um, and she only starts to look up a little bit once she realizes the door's open. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, hey. Hi. Uh, oh, you came by. Yes. How are, how's, how's, how's the research going? It's good, um, though I was hoping to get an eyewitness account. Oh, right, Gus, Gus, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I am going by, this is great. Uh, I was just volunteering here a little bit. I was gonna go by there and help out. Um, so I can, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I can come by and introduce you. I don't That'd know. Be he's great. been a little bit. He's been a little bit stressed of late. So I'm, uh, you know, I'll check and see if he's open to talking. But I can, I can, you can come by. Uh, it's sorry. It's been a little bit. Um, she actually has like a bit of a. Her expression has has been very chipper this whole time. She seems to have like a little bit more of a, a worried sort of stressed out look. Everything all right? Um. Uh, I don't think so. Um, sorry. Uh, this, you know, I guess you're new to town. Our, uh, one of, one of the guys, uh, one of the guys who, who kind of is the sort of second in charge here has gone missing. So we've been a little bit stressed about that. Oh, I think I, I think I saw something in the paper about someone going missing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's a really good guy. Um, <laughs> It's been, uh, yeah, it's been, <laughs> sorry, it's been, I, I don't, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, I still got to go talk to Gus either way, so, you know, it's not going to interfere with that. It's just that deborah has been really stressed. She's been having to take care of everything. Of course. With Joe being gone, and I know that, you know, they're, he's her best friend, and so that's kind of been stressful, so I've been trying to help out a little extra. Um, of course. I, I still got, she knows I got to go help Joe. Um, yeah. Or not Joe, sorry, uh, Gus, names. Uh, sorry, I've been really absorbed in this possum book. No, I, I get you. It seems like a 
stressful time for y'all, honestly. Yeah. Um, you hear a voice shout from kind of back, kind of more in, I guess, what would have been the auditorium at one point. You hear a voice say, hey, Zara, can you get in here real quick? I need something. Oh, sorry, that's Deb. I gotta, I gotta go help her out real quick. And Zara pops off from behind the desk. And then uh, actually through the door comes a woman who you would presume to be Deb. Deb is a very tall black woman with kind of her hair done in these braids behind her head that are sort of tied up in a, in a bundle. Um, she's carrying what look to be a lot of boxes. Uh, the other thing I will say, I don't have a great way to describe this. I was thinking about it. She is visibly trans, um, like me, sort of. Hell yeah. Uh, hell fucking yes but she has a bunch of boxes and uh, she's like oh can you just uh, can you just grab some of those off the cart here real quick we gotta get these moved over um yeah i think if if she looks to be struggling with the boxes tempest will walk up and like reach to take one <laughs> from the top oh that's super cute oh sorry thanks uh who this uh this friend sorry and she just drops the back down boxes down oh. on the, the counter for a second yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I don't think uh, I don't think we've met before. Uh, hi, I'm Tempest, new in town. Oh, I'm a uh, I'm I'm Deb. Uh, I run run the place by myself currently because my. Uh, yes, yeah, Zara sorry. was telling me. Oh yeah, are you uh you two friends or something? Uh, acquaintances. Yeah, we met today. I was I was telling I was telling them all about possums. Mm -hmm. Did you know? And uh, Deb is like, sorry, Zara, just one sec. I gotta get this box out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. It's fine. I'm down here all about what you've read about possums in a bit. Just got to get the boxes put up first. <laughs> you help her move. They're just kind of moving some, it's actually some some food, some canned food that they're moving over into a food pantry area somewhere in the center. Mm -hmm. um, we got a few more donations in, so I was just putting them up. Um, so uh, what you uh, what you doing in town, uh, Tempest? Um currently working on a research project with some local history stuff. Yeah, uh, they were going to talk to, uh, they wanted to talk to Gus because they wanted to know about the mines and stuff. And I was telling them about the mines. I got distracted by the possums for a bit, but then I was telling them all about the mines because Gus, you know, works in the, uh, I'm aware, I'm aware Gus works uh, in the mines. Mm -hmm. um, what'd you, uh, what exactly are you trying to study up in here? Um, honestly, local history of disasters was what I was particularly looking into. It's not they put on a little bit of a, um, a little bit of an affect of just, you know, just uh, like tired grad students. It's not really what I normally research, but a buddy of mine knew I was going to be in the area, asked me to stop by and look into it. So I'm not quite sure what the right questions are to ask, to be honest. You picked a hell of a time to arrive then. You're getting to witness a local disaster and, uh, in effect, it would seem... Uh, and she actually leans over and like, yeah, uh, by the way, Zara, um, I know you got to head off and go see Gus in a bit, but uh, I was going to um, I was gonna swing by Marshall Place. They had, a, had an issue with one of, the, one of the landslides that happened lately, took out some of their, uh, yeah, caused some uh, structural damage to a shop. So we're going to go by and uh, help them out there. If you can uh, swing by tomorrow, that'd be great. We're a little short staff right now. Yeah, no, I can, I can do that. That's fine. Yeah, it's been extra... <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, Effie's been a little bit, uh, you know, hard with everything that's gone on. She's worried about, uh, she's worried about Danny and, and them, um, but, uh, you know, so we'll go by, help them out, um, make sure they're all good. 
And then Deb just sort of like sits down um, against on the uh, on the sort of receptionist desk, just sort of sitting on, just looking very tired. Yeah. <laughs> like she has way too much to manage right now. Yeah, Tempest looks sympathetic. All right. Um, why don't you you uh, why don't you head on? I'll take care of some other stuff here, and then I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll let Nate know we're coming up tomorrow. Help him out. And Sarah's like, okay, um, awesome. Uh, yeah, Gus. Uh, so, um, I'll get my, I'll get my car and, uh, or did you, how did you, did you get a ride over here with your friend from earlier? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll let me, let me give you, and she writes down the address of the, it's like a senior care center mm-hmm. and she hands it to you. It's like, okay, we can, uh, we can head over there. Awesome. I'll, I'll meet y'all there. Great. Um, yeah, and then we can cut briefly to M and Ashton just sitting alone. I think this 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 whole conversation probably only takes like 15, 20 minutes uh, inside. But during those 15, 20 minutes, do you, M, M is just sitting there not saying anything, is not going to initiate a conversation. Do you do anything, Ashton? So Ashton basically is just sitting there after Tempest leaves the car and he's just like still like looking out the window and just like not looking at anything in particular but just like looking because he doesn't have anything else to do and he's like he sits there for a bit and he doesn't break eye contact with like where he's looking at and he goes so what do you know about it? who are you talking about? The woman named Olivia, my mother. Oh, your mom? Yeah. That, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, she's kind of a celebrity. That's, that's how that works. Yeah. You know how long she's been missing? Um, I don't know, better part of a decade from my understanding. Yeah. Shouldn't you know that? I was just making sure you did. Why? You know, I've been looking for her for, well, since she went bye-bye for no reason. And, you know, after being told by the, uh, well, as you put it, the shit of the monster world, uh, you know, you think I would have found her by now? Apparently not. Do you think she's... You sure she's still alive? I like to think that uh, if, even if she is still alive, she's probably in a real interesting situation right now. Yeah. It'd take more than three of Dane, at least, to take her down. That's probably true. It is. So I was growing up with her like... Well, I guess it was uh, as normal as you can get of a child-parent relationship. It was just me and her. She would would take me wherever we went and wherever jobs took her. Been all over, pretty much. Even in places. Is that why you've got houses everywhere? That's a family thing. It goes even before her. My oh, so this is like an intergenerational wealth scenario then? Yeah, it's like uh, 
The one that we were at earlier, that was owned by my great-granddad. Hmm. Uh, this is actually one of my favourites. Um, yeah. Sucks that it burned down then, I guess. Yeah. At least you got another one. Just, you know, pop over another one. It's gotta be nice. Your house burns down and you just... And you got another house. Yeah. But if I have such... My problem is, is that I, you know, got all these homes, you know. But, uh, you know. That's, a, that's a problem? Well, the problem is that I have all these homes, but none of them feel like home. Oh, that's gotta be real rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Passion does not pick up on sarcasm. <laughs> I love this, by the way. This is great. Um, all right. Cool. Sorry you have the problem of having so many houses. Like I said, I'll give you one. Two, if you want one, give it to him. Then why haven't, like, why, why, why are you just sitting on them then? Like, has it never occurred to you to do something with them other than just have them sit there? M, have you ever oh, been? Oh, M, awesome! I get to be called M now, not Green. That's fantastic. That's super generous of you. At this point, he's turned to like look at her as she says this. Yes. And his face goes from like his face already was just like semi like upset at something, and like after she says that, he will just sigh. And then you go, clearly talking to you was the uh, wrong choice. And then he will open the door and leave and sit outside. Okay, perfect. That is great. So Tempest, you come out to find Ashton just sitting on the curb by himself and him sitting in the car. Both of them just look at with probably sour expressions on their faces. <sighs> I leave for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Y'all gonna be Okay. She's a mean one. And then he will stand off the cur- up from the curb and like stretch and be like, ah. To be fair, to be fair to her, you have been intentionally pushing her buttons. I'm not picking a side here because I don't know what happened, but just saying. Oh, I know. That was very intentional. I'm very aware of that. The way you say that leaves me not convinced. Yeah. M rolls the window down. So we got the place we're going to or what? Yeah, we do. Let's go. All right. Break. So Dane, Joe wheels the minecart back with parts of your body. And he's like, um, I guess let me help you get this. Let me help you get this uh, stuff in here. Um, I, how much do you want me to try to separate what's you and what's the other ones? Dane will say nothing, use the tongues, collect what parts he knows to be his, and keep them to himself. You can shove the rest of it into the cart. All right. Okay, so, um, do I need to, like, pick you up and put you in the cart? I would rather that you don't touch me anymore. All right, I didn't really want to touch you anyway, so this is great. Joe is turning a little bit meaner than I expected him to, and I kind of love that. Yeah. I think he's just had, he's had a, both of you have had he's very bad days. He's at the end of his days. fucking rope. <laughs> yeah, yes. we're both at the end of our rope, Jesus fuck. 
Dane will kind of like have one tongue. They like basically the tongues are acting as appendages now, as close as he can. I mean, they're not very big. They're just like uh, like little whips and so he's like keeping the pieces like huddled to himself almost like you would like as a child you would try to like take your shirt and put like lego pieces and stuff in it and try to like desperately hold all the pieces he's trying to do that with one of the tongues and the other and the arm he's like trying to pull himself to the cart and he's like spilling pieces of himself everywhere and he's just getting do you need frustrated some help? no i don't need help all right Dane continuing to try like and pick up more pieces and it like event like he tries to like try to put pieces of him and in a separate corner of the cart and like portion it out but obviously that's failing spectacularly and just kind of like merging with everything else and there's like more pieces that he still left behind in a trail behind him he's like picking them up with his tongues You, I, look, you seen, You said you don't need help, so I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to finish your task since I am supposed to not touch you. Dane will shoot a look in that direction like, you smart-ass motherfucker. <laughs> um, also, it might be helpful. Apparently, you don't know fuck all of what's going on over here, but how the... F- like, even pre just gestures to the body parts of you lying around, how did you sort of end up like how you are? I was grabbed by one of the hands. One of those. Oh, I was thinking more like the whole reason you had the. Bef- did the hands give you the tongues? Is that how that worked? What? The the mouths and all that oh, stuff. Is that also? Oh, you about before. Yeah. The tongues are new. Okay, so I assume the other stuff isn't then. The mouths are first, yes. So. I asked earlier if you were all right. Are you actually all right? I am fine. Is this all right? Um. So, do you do you have you encountered? I guess no. You don't know what's going on, so you don't. Yeah, you know. Fuck all. Um. I know that there's a bunch of fucking coal miners down here. And I've well, I knew killed. that. That's not new information. You got to. We're supposed to plan. You're gonna have to bring something novel to the table. Your import is doing wonders for my rage. <laughs> Anyone ever told you you got an anger problem, mister? Anyone ever told you you have a mortal problem? <laughs> I fucking love this. Oh my god, oh, angry Dane. Off the shit. As in like, is that supposed to like... Is that in contrast to an immortal problem? Because I feel like a, a, an immortal problem is one that hangs around forever. If I only got a mortal problem, that means that it's not going to hang around forever. What it is for you is minuscule. Nothing compared to what I'm dealing with right now. Your mortal problem is beneath me. He casually just kicks the minecart down the rail of it. Oh, no! <laughs> you ass! If only I, with my terrible, uh, just, you know, I'm a feeble mortal, I can do nothing about this. And the cart just slowly starts to slide down a little faster and faster. <laughs> Dane will reach out with some tongues and try to, like, grab onto something, like, or, like, even, like, push against the walls to try and slow it down. Roll me an act under pressure. <laughs> I swear to God. Dan gets himself killed because he's kind of just being a dick. 
So that I, would be how Dane dies. That would be how Dane dies. So plus two, plus one, minus one puts me at a seven. So I actually okay. I actually don't get experience for once. Yes, you manage to kind of grab on and slow yourself down, but the cart does sort of tip on its side and just the rocks spill out. Oh no! Well, good that you're over there with your immortal problems. Do you want to make it out of this mountain alive? I don't know, do you? Because you're sure as hell got a shitty attitude about it. I don't even normally swear, and this is what I've been pushed to. Be setting a terrible example for all the kids this way. What? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that have to do with anything? That's a community center, dude. Of course you don't swear in front of the littles. Then, Uh, Then what do you propose? Well, first... You ever, uh, you don't seem like much for Bible stories. Um, more than you would realize. You know the one about, uh, know the one about, you actually, you remember, you know the one about Samson, right? That's a pretty common one. Vaguely. Big prideful guy, thinks he can destroy everything. Um, then ends up, uh, Getting pretty, pretty humble, gets his uh, strength taken away and kind of gets the shit kicked out of him. I don't know if that's ringing any bells, the connection for you, but... Uh, what exactly are you trying to say? I'm saying maybe you should, you know, Samson got a little too full of himself, then got the shit kicked out of him. Maybe if you stop being a little full of yourself, you stop getting the ki- shit, shit kicked out of you. The things that we're fighting don't give a shit if I'm humble or not. No, but maybe you'll make less stupid decisions. I can't wait till we're out of this mountain. Well, we're in agreement on that, at least, I suppose. So say I don't. Whatever. Don't. Maybe I take a sip of this. Humble juice. Then what? Alright. So, maybe we can start. We're not. You said that, you know, we need. We're both gonna die if we don't help. Right? I said that because I wanted you to think that I needed you. Oh, then you apparently you don't need me. I can just walk off now. Dane. Like. Th- throw it like. Th- like like a child like whipping against the cave wall with one of the tongues. Yes. Maybe there is some usefulness to you. Now that's a start. Um. All right. So how about we start treating each other? You know, where there's none of this mortal immortal bullshit. Whatever you're going on currently, we are just two dudes stuck in this fucking mountain. You got me swearing again. <sighs> Can we just start with from that? All right, so hello, I am Joe, a dude stuck in a fucking mountain. Hi, I am Dane, another dude stuck in a fucking mountain. This is fantastic. <laughs> the, All right, good to meet you, Dane. Therapy? <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest thing Dane's probably ever had to it. Yeah. All right. How about I help you pick up the pieces of yourself, put this in this cart, and we try to figure out where the hell to go from there? Dane, looking at the wall, not wanting to make eye contact with Joe. 
fine. Eye contact. I don't even know. I think your eyes probably just look like two slightly brighter red lumps of coal. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Joe helps you. um, The two of you manage to collect the stuff and put it back together. So you're doing good. Um, Cassandra, you are still back at the house. Yeah, I will say uh, to set up the scene a bit for this. Cassandra's just outside saying on like what little steps there were leading up to the door. Yeah, laptop on their lap. They have their headbuds in. They're listening to... uh, to the album. They got Slurpee next to them and they're just kind of occasionally feeding Slurpee uh, gummy bears. Yes. In fact, then, I don't think then if you've got your headphones in that you're going to hear this. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. Nothing too bad. We'll see. But you actually do glance and kind of coming up the side of the mountain, you're only able to catch it through the trees for a little bit and then it kind of ducks back. You think you see what looks like a car coming up towards the house. Because I'm just going to get their ass into the house. Okay. Yeah. They're like, come on, Slurpee. Are you still staying in the house? You're not using the quote-unquote panic room or whatever? Not quite yet. It's like, you know, just peeking through any curtains. Um, uh, just mostly just trying to catch an eye on, like, uh, what's going on? This is a read a bad situation roll for sure then, right? Yeah. All right, so roll me a plus sharp. Yeah, that is a seven. Or not seven, uh, eight. You get to ask me one question. I'm in between, because I'm like, what would be the difference between any dangers we haven't noticed and what's the biggest threat? I think this is probably any dangers we haven't noticed because you haven't noticed anything yet, right? Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So what I'll give you is you're able to peek out and you see that the car that's pulling up, the glance of it that you caught was like, it was slightly like white tinted and you're like, oh shit, it's going to be another fucking white van with a green leaf logo on the side of it. It's not, it's a cop car. Fuck. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Worse. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a single cop car. One cop car. Yeah, no, Cassandra's going to the room with Slurpee. Okay. Not not dealing with the cups. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Describe briefly, Ashton, just just briefly. Uh, When they opened that door, what did they see again? I know you've described it once, but just as a reminder. So the second that you open it, it's basically, think of a room that, like, doesn't have any defining features rather than it is covered, like, from, like, all over the floor, all over all the walls and the ceiling, and even the back of the door that you open, just fucking runes. Just, like, different, like, runes that seem to be, like, all somehow, like, merging into, like, one singular line that, like, doesn't stop. And they, like, wrap around the entire room. And, you know, they all look to be written in, like, different materials and all that. Interesting. Okay. If I remember correctly, Ashton, your instructions were to sit in the middle of the room and just think about us as in the group. Yes. Okay. Cassandra, I assume you do this. Is fair? Mm-hmm. What you would hear as you were headed to the door before you open it is the footsteps of someone coming up to the door and knocking. Not in a super, like, aggressive way, just in a typical way someone would knock on a door. Um, I assume that you ignore it and go into the room. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to have to roll use magic here for a uh, open a portal of sorts. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, what was no? it? Ashton gave Cassandra instructions on using the room. Yes, but I, I guess this, let me, let me ask this, because I, I agree that it is a, but I do think that, hmm, do we want to say then that that can count as a sort of pre 
Hawk successful help out roll from Ashton, you get a plus one on this. Is that fair or what should we do? Because I do think, I mean, let, let me put it this way, I guess. Ashton, you answered this for me. Is this super, super reliable, works every fucking time, no problems at all? Is there any potential for failure here? There is potential for, fa- for failure in the way of, um, well, I'll, I'll explain if you fail. Okay. Does that seem fair? Yeah, yeah, seems fair. Okay. All right, so... I think, I think getting a plus one, because Ashton's described it to you as... Right. I was going to do that anyway, so that's All right, totally so that would be use magic. Use yep. magic plus one, okay. We sort of have used magic as, like, like Ashton had to use it when taking the potion yeah. and things like that, yeah. so it's kind of been a catch-all. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank goodness for that plus three. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, let's see, six. That'd be a nine. Okay, so I have to pick a glitch. Yep. Um, Ashton, visually, what would happen? So v- visually, if Cassandra was not already standing in the middle of the room with Slurpee, they would get pulled towards the center of the room, like by like some, like no visible force, but they would get pulled towards the center of the room first. And then it would be like the air in the room would begin to circulate like and like basically like whip around like very fast to the point where it's like oh shit it's a really windy day out um and then you know you would begin to visibly see this air moving at one point and it would begin to get brighter with it moving wonderful i love this so this all happens and the side effect i'm going to pick is drawing immediate unwelcome attention but it's not going to be where you think it's from so you you think about us you think about the three of them uh, you guys actually pull up to the community center and zara hops out of her car and is like uh, it's it's just the two of you are kind of alone um relatively alone in the parking lot she kind of hops out she's like yeah so i'll take you inside and then and right at that moment cassandra just materializes in the car and she's like, holy, oh my, what? Oh, d- there is a giant gust of wind when that happens. She just falls back like her, her, her job kind of gets not blown off or anything like that, but just sort of rustles a little bit. And she sort of falls back a little bit and staggers. I just kind of just stares very, very surprised at all four of you now. Tempest is there like, was only three. like very clear, like, God, fuck. Ah. <laughs> uh. I see you had somebody with you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Slurpee's just right there. Yes, Slurpee's right there. Slurpee pops up. Is like, so just like, all right, Fuck. cover's blown. I can pop out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh whoa. Um. Oh fuck. Ah. Uh, I think she just doesn't know what to okay, say. Okay. Um, the poor dear. So. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I have no explanation for this. Wait, wait, is this happening? Yeah. Like, are we all here at this point? Yes. Mm-hmm. All four of you are together, plus, um, so M, the three of you, and then now Zara are together. Um, okay. It is. So, uh, yeah. that was actually, sorry, we've been practicing this magic trick for like three days, and we're finally getting it. Uh, don't mind the dog, she's wearing a costume. It's like this whole like thing, because uh, don't, don't worry about it, but it is really neat. I've never seen... She's still... Yeah. Never seen that work. 
Um, roll. I do want to have you roll manipulate someone. I do not want her to come across as stupid, but I feel like this is just too fun to pass up. <laughs> there should be a roll here. Mm-hmm. I do love that Ashton took point on explaining this instead of Tempest because that's probably a terrible idea. Yeah, Tempest has it. fucking nothing. He saw Tempest struggling and then just went like slid in, just like. Please, God. <laughs> oh no, I have minus one charm. Yeah, <laughs> that's appropriate. If, if you had a positive you- charm modifier, I would have been upset. I got yes. What so that with the minus one is a seven. Okay, so on a seven. I think this is what Zara's gonna say. Um, uh, can you can you do it again, or take the costume off the dog? Just can just is that just so? Did, um, we could try that, we could try to do it again. I mean, the thing with the costume and the dog though is that uh, so like we've been practicing this for like a while now, and like dogs and dog, um, Slurpee, that's a name, um. Go go back to the car, girl. <laughs> um, she uh, she's a strange one. We put the costume on her, and then uh, she uh, growls at us whenever we try to take it off. Oh, I think I read about that with like a horse and like a Star Wars costume or something, which is really yeah, yeah, yes. the one that was dressed uh, as an AT-AT. Yes, I, um, yeah, I um. So I, let me put it this way: you have to do something to replicate what just happened in a way that would make her think that it is, you know, th- that, that some part of your terrible bullshit lie is true. Want to do some magic? I got, uh, I got this. All right. Get ready for this. All right, <laughs> looks, looks to Ashton with a you owe me face. Uh, what do you do? Uh, well, guessing guessing from the gust of wind and them randomly just teleporting in, uh, we'll try to replicate the same effect, but at a uh, much shorter distance. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to try to actually teleport? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do, now, I will have this by committee. What should we... Should this be a roll? Should this just be a thing? I'm trying I'm to... Well, it should definitely be a roll. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to... I wasn't sure if, if I should make you roll again. If it fails spectacularly, then we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. This roll is one, one thing beyond thing. human limitations. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it would have been better if you, if that whole thing had fucked up because I was going to make... Well, actually, no. I was going to say that you just like appear, but you're like five feet... Up and seven to the left. <laughs> <laughs> that would have broken their hand off probably when they fell. Yeah. Probably. That was okay. Eleven. <gasps> okay, Damn. so it does just. I think what you're able to do then, I will actually help you out. Is you're not really going a big distance. You just kind of disappear and appear again, which I think is probably better than that. Looks more real, right? Yeah. Uh, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. And then you come back with like, and you managed to recreate a little bit of the puff of wind again. She's like, oh, wow. You're, too, are, you're getting real Are you good like traveling that. magicians or something? It's a, it's a side hobby, really. Um, Dang, that's some like David Blaine type stuff, dude. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I got to remember to get her voice higher. She's not, and she should not be all the way down there. <laughs> 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 it's a, yeah, no, know, they're, they're wizards. It's really cool. Yeah, when, when, uh, when you're, Traveling, you need something to do. Sorry, I don't think I've met. uh, I I don't think I've met the two of you before. You are we? Are you friends of Tempest's? I assume. Yeah. uh, Actually, I uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, Cassandra, that bad feeling in your gut has flared up again, and I actually want you to roll hunches, and you can take plus one forward on this roll because it does have to do with you trying to stop your vision. <gasps> and it's the only, and, and you can also take more pluses if you want. You're currently at plus one, minus one to your next manipulate someone, so you can take another if you want to. Uh, I won't take it right now. Is a nine. Okay. Remind me, I need to... On a seven to nine, you get there late, in time to intervene, but not to prevent it altogether. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's kind of just... It's a little delocalized at the moment. Um, and Zara's like, yeah, um, come on, I'll... Uh, I'll... Uh, I'll lead you guys uh, inside. We can go talk to Gus. Um, yeah. Are y'all com- are y'all coming in? Maybe leave the dog here. I know it's just I a costume, but it might fit. Yes, I, I think so. And also, yeah. we don't usually allow dogs in, it, anyways. It, it's fine. She'll stay put in the car. Yeah, I can so even the, stay with her. I mean, I don't need to go in. Okay, so Ashton's going to stay behind, and then the other groups are going to head in. Mm-hmm. Is um, M going to so head in? You- because she had expressed not wanting to go. She's fine with going to talk to Gus, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. It was it was not Gus that was the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the and I think she's a little reluctant, but she's like, I, I think let's put it this way: between Better going to talk to Gus and sitting alone with Ashton again, <laughs> Gus is what is going to win out. Yeah. Um, My feelings. Yeah, well, Bud, you was intentionally. You're like, I want her to hate me. You can't get mad. When I, <laughs> I know. Carry that up. Uh, I know. I'm just teasing you, dear. Anyways, the group of you head inside and Zara shows up. There's a woman behind the counter. Uh, she's like, oh, oh, uh, hey, Jill. Um, I just wanted to uh, uh, see, um, just come in, you know, checking in for my shift. I was going to go. Uh, I actually brought some visitors for guests. I figured he might like that. And Jill looks back. Zara, Zara, sweetie, I'm sorry. Uh, I, meant, I meant to call you and tell you earlier. Um, Gus is gone. Daisy, how do you feel about Donut Doodad? Fuck you, Clyde. (laughs) 